thank you for, for attending the conference. That was the first time we ever had a conference like that with us being pastors, and God gave me that word to have that specific name of a conference um, two years ago, and we were going to do it, and then I was like, eh, it's not time. So I waited till we had at least a couple um, Women of Wonder conferences under the belt, and then, then this year I got a release. Um, and it was a success. It was a great success. So praise the Lord. I'm so blessed that uh, people turned up. People were blessed. God moved so powerfully. And um, that's just the beginning. That was just a deposit. And so just keep believing, keep praying, keep um, investing your time in God's presence, and you're going to come out just with fresh anointing. Amen. Hallelujah. Kind of what I'm talking about tonight. So today. So let's open on a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We just praise you. We worship you, Lord, for all that you've done, all that you're doing, all that you're about to do. Father, we thank you for the deposits that were made this last weekend, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you are continuing and you are faithful to finish the work, Lord, that you began in us, Lord. And we just welcome you, Holy Spirit, today. We welcome you just to minister to our hearts, our lives today. Speak the words of God. Just speak through me, Lord, today of the oracles of God. Just fill my words, Lord, with the weight of your presence and glory. We just welcome you, Holy Spirit. We just thank you for all you're doing. In Jesus' name, everybody said Amen. We've been hearing testimony after testimony since that um, conference, not just having to do with that conference. And it just, and then like Clayton said, something really awesome and interesting has happened almost every day this week. Um, and I know that it's just an effect of what took place this weekend. It's just God's on the move. And so we just, like Clayton said, we need to be expectant. Amen. We need to be ready um, and look for it. Look for it. You know, the prophet um, looked for that cloud. He was expectant that at some point he would see that cloud. And um, so we need to be looking for those, those promises, looking for those answers and be expectant. Hallelujah. Well, today I just hear, heard in my spirit when we were at Glory Culture this last Tuesday, I just read your text. Yes, there was Glory Culture Tuesday. Sorry. But yeah, um, write it on your calendar. It's always the second and the fourth Tuesday. We have Glory Culture. We had some new people show up, um, and they were really blessed. And um, it's just a really awesome time to get into God's presence and just learn um, and grow in your, your seeing and your hearing and just get confirmation. And it's just been an awesome time. But the Lord spoke to me times of refreshing I know, I know right away when God speaks to me a, a phrase or a word or something, if it's Sunday's message, I just know it. Because he'll continue then from that point, unloading and, and, and downloading um, more on it. And so this is the phrase that God has had on my heart all week long. And um, this is what he wants to do for his church right now. This is, what, this is where we're at. He wants to bring you, because people have been going through the ringer. People have been going through stuff, um, especially we know, in this world this last couple years. It's been a fight of faith, amen? And, um, and I believe this is for the church, not just here today, but also the church that needs to get back to church, amen? And so um, I'm just speaking this, I'm declaring it, and, and, and I believe that people are going to step into this and receive these times of refreshing that in the presence of the Lord that God has for his people. Um, starting with Acts 3, 19, it says, Repent and then turn to God 
so that your sins may be wiped out and that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. So we could take just the last portion of that scripture and be like, yes, times of refreshing are coming in the presence of the Lord. Only there's something we got to do to receive it. We need to realize that uh, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. (laughs) If you want to reap of the Spirit, you also need to sow to the Spirit, right? You can't just automatically claim, you can, but it's not going to work like it would if you were to actually do the work. And not just be a hearer only, right? And so we need to just hear the word when it says repent and turn to God so that your sins can be washed away. So that times of refreshing can come from the presence of the Lord. So in order for those times of refreshing to come, we need to be willing to repent Turn away from some things. Maybe, maybe there's things in your life that you may not think are necessarily even sin, but would it be pleasing to God if he were to walk into your living room? You know, would it be pleasing to God if he would overhear that conversation with that, that friend or that coworker? You know, because the truth is he's always with us. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. We should always be doing and saying whatever's pleasing to the Father. Right, And so, so in here, in this passage, if you want to step into what God is doing in these last days, and part of that is refreshing the church and recharging the church so they can go out and finish the work and do the work that God has planned for them. You know, it's really hard to do a job when you're tired, isn't it? It's really hard to do a job when you just got done fighting and you're all dirty, you're all sweaty, and you're, you're tired, you're exhausted, you're falling in exhaustion. It's, it's hard to, to continue to be the little engine that could plug in along. It's hard. But God wants to renew our strength. And God wants to pour out his spirit and give us a time of refreshing in his presence. But the thing is, is we need to be willing to do what it takes to receive that time of refreshing. And here Acts is saying that in order for you to have this time of refreshing, you have to be willing to repent and you have to be willing to turn away from those things that are hindering you. Be willing to turn away and turn to God so that times of refreshing can come. Listen, we're not going to lose out on anything. Our sins are going to be wiped away and a new thing is going to come, a, 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 a recharge, a refreshing from the Lord. I heard the Lord say, it's like starting, and I preached this to Pakistan, it's starting a new life. It's starting a new life. But we've already known the new life in Christ Jesus, but sometimes we, we get consumed with this life, and we get burdened with this life, and, and we might even start acting like the world and we're, we're supposed to be set apart. And actually, we're supposed to be walking in the grace and strength and the refreshing of God. We're supposed to be walking in the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. But when we let the world, its system, and everything that's going on in the world get us down, get us heavy, we don't look like we have hope. Our face, our countenance does not look like we have hope. So God wants us to, to focus on him. Turn from, from these things that are hindering us and, let, and, and ask him for forgiveness if there's been anything. Let him realign us 
so that times of refreshing can begin in the presence of the Lord. Now, some people may come into a service like this last weekend or even just a Sunday morning, and the presence of God is there. But if they are unwilling to turn, if they are unwilling to confess their sin, if they're unwilling to make the adjustments that God is dealing with them about, they won't receive the time of refreshing like someone who's willing to lay it all out. Do you get what I'm saying? (laughs) I kind of mumbled my words there. If you're willing to say, Lord, I surrender whatever you want to take from me, whatever you want to move, I surrender it to you. And when you're willing to do that, you're putting yourself in a place where you can receive that time of refreshing, where you can receive just an outpouring of God's spirit and and a cleansing in the presence of the Lord, a refreshing in the presence of God. So this is where we're at. This is what God's doing with his church right now. He's drawing them back by his spirit into his presence. There's a hunger and there's a thirst, but we need to realize we have to be willing to lay it down. We have to be willing to lay the things of the flesh down if we want to step over into this time of refreshing. Otherwise, you're on your own. You know, it says uh, some run and fall in exhaustion. Some, Some people faint. Okay, these are even believers. Why? Because they're fighting in their own strength. But if we will allow God to to cleanse us, he can pour out his spirit. He can give us a time of refreshing to where we have this renewed strength. Whoever here ever felt, I'm I'm talking naturally, dirty? It was time for a shower, okay? Who, Who likes that? Okay, no. All right. Who here feels really good after, you know, I'm not going to say how many days, or maybe it's just the one day of good, hard uh, gardening or whatever it might be, or maybe a run or a walk, but it's a hot day, and you come in and you stink. Who here enjoys a good shower? What does that feel like? It feels refreshing right? And when you leave church, what you should feel like, or when you leave your prayer closet, or when you leave a time of worship, what you should feel like is like you just had a shower, and you're no longer dirty, but now you have been refreshed in the presence of the Lord. Why? Because when you go into that prayer closet, when you go into God's presence, the first thing that we should do is confess our sins so that he's faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us, wash us clean from all unrighteousness. Why am I saying that? I'm not saying that to judge you. I'm not saying that to say that there's always sin in your life. But I don't know about you, but I don't want to take a chance and I'm not going to receive that shower. And so I'm always going to say, Lord, search my heart. Create in me a clean heart. Search my heart. If there's anything in me that has been displeasing to you, anything in me, any word, any thought, any action, any deed, anything that I've done that was displeasing to you, Lord, I just repent right now. And I turn to you, God, and I welcome you. I ask you to cleanse me from any unrighteousness. Why? Because in Acts there, it says that we will receive a refreshing in the presence of the Lord. And we all like a good shower. We just said it. Well, if you want to have that time of refreshing, if you want your strength to be renewed, it's not just from coming in to God's presence. It's not just from that, but you got to be willing when in God's presence to let him cleanse you. Why? Because sin takes up room. 
What are we just singing about? I will make room for you. Well, what's taking up the room? You, the flesh, the desires of the flesh, sin. And so when you allow God and give him permission to cleanse you, to purge you, and you're willingly laying stuff down, now you've made room for him. And now you can have outpourings of God's spirit, be filled with God's spirit in times of refreshing in the presence of the Lord. Amen. You don't have to carry that heavy burden anymore. You've just given it to the Lord. So this is the, this is the season that we're in, where, what God's doing, is we are in this time of refreshing. He's pouring out his spirit. It is. It's the truth. In these last days, I will pour out my spirit about, upon both men and women alike. Right? So this is what he's doing, but the impact is going to be different for each one of us, depending on if we are making room for him depending on if we are allowing him to create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. And so I encourage you, whenever you go into your, the beginning of your day or, or you're coming into a service and you're about to worship the Lord or you're going into your prayer closet or you're going to study the word, whatever time that you feel led, but at least every day, not in a religious manner, but knowing that this is how you can receive this time of refreshing by asking him, Lord, search my heart. Lord, I, I give you permission. I ask you to cleanse my vessel. Cleanse the portals of my eyes and my ears, my mouth, my hands, my feet, my heart, my innermost being. Lord, just ask you to remove everything that hinders you. Show me, reveal to me, Lord, anything that hinders you because I want to be so filled and immersed with your presence. I want to receive these times of refreshing I want to receive and, and have um, the greatest impact of, of the outpouring of your spirit upon my life. We all are hungering and thirsting for God to move. We're hungering and thirsting to be used by God. But the way we can prepare ourselves to receive these times of refreshing is welcome him to do a cleansing. Welcome him. You know, and, and like I said, it's not just sin isn't just uh, lying, cheating, stealing, you know, adultery, these are not just sin, but sin can be unforgiveness, bitterness, hatred, resentment, um, uh, foul language, you know, um, judgment. Sin can be all kinds of things that sometimes we don't realize that we're involved in. But when you let the Holy Spirit search your heart, he will reveal to you the things that are displeasing to God. And when he gives when you give him permission he can cleanse you from that and then he can also fill that void with himself times of refreshing begin in the presence of the lord and when you're filled with him you no longer have room for that thing and that's good amen god wants us to start new he wants us to start clean he wants us to be revitalized for this next move of God and ready for action. And that's why he's given a time of refreshing. And that's why he wants us to shed light on what is going to prepare us for this time of refreshing. What is going to prepare us to um, be activated and recharged to do the work of the ministry. 1 John 1.7 says, the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So it's through the blood of Jesus. It's the shower of the blood of Jesus. It's applying the blood of Jesus to your life, to your mistakes, to your failures, um, 
allowing him to search your heart and then say, Lord, I just apply the blood. I plead the blood of Jesus. I ask for your forgiveness. I ask you to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. This is not religion. This is how God laid it out. This is the system in which God laid it out so that we can walk in the fullness of God. Making room for God is not, you know, fake. This is how he lays it out in his word. When you cleanse yourself, when you allow him and you welcome him to cleanse you from any unrighteousness, he begins a work. And he begins to fill that void. And you begin to have times of refreshing in the presence of the Lord. Where you were weak, suddenly you're strong. Where you were tired, suddenly you have energy. I love the word that we were given about what else God has for us. But Because I, I got to say that sometimes even in, in um, the smaller beginning stage of ministry, it can be tiring if you start to lean into your own abilities and your own power. But the word we are given is that God's broadening our tent poles, which is really funny that I'm preaching to India because the very week it's, it's declared, you're broadening your tent poles. That's not the first time I've received that word, but I believe that this was like a time of full-on activation. But here, we're going to be doing more for the kingdom of heaven, but the word was that you're going to do it with ease and without toil. Why? Because times of refreshing in the presence of the Lord. Because I believe that God has been doing a work. He's been preparing our hearts. He's been purging our lives of anything, anything that would hinder us from him fully having his way. And that's the way we all ought to be. Is totally empty of self so that we can be totally filled with God's and his presence. In him, we live and move and have our being. Well, that's not the case if we're doing what we want to do. In me, I live and move and do what I want to do. Yeah. No. In him, I live and move and have my being. In other words, I allow him to cleanse me. I go into his presence, and then he fills me up. Then all of a sudden, he starts opening doors. He starts making a way. Why? Because now he knows you can do the job. Because he's filled you. He's given you strength. Amen? So I, I like looking up definitions because this is the word that God's given me. Um, refreshing means um, stimulating because of new or different. Um, so refreshing makes a change. To refresh is to give new strength. And it just sounds like scripture to me, but it's just the definition. Um, to give new strength or energy, to reinvigorate. The shower refreshed her. <laughs> we all said the shower refreshes us. When we feel dirty, we want a shower, and then we come out feeling good. There's nothing like it. I know I'm not the only one. Clayton's not the only one. Oh, that was nice. Because God refreshes us in his presence, and you always leave here, I hope, feeling recharged and excited about living life for the Lord. You don't feel like um, a weight has been put on your shoulders because you're refreshed in the presence of the Lord. And I'm just telling you, God's always pouring out his spirit, and even more so now than ever, because it is the last days, and he says, I am pouring out my spirit, but... You're going to have the most beneficial time in God's presence if you will give him permission to cleanse you. If you will make room 
for him. Lord, I ask you to cleanse me. Wash me clean by the blood of Jesus. Search my heart, O oh God. Renew a right spirit within me. Let me uh, make adjustments in my life so that I'm willing, Lord. Strengthen me. Help me to be willing, Lord, to make these adjustments. Hallelujah. Psalms 51, 1 through 12. This is a great illustration of what I'm talking about today. David, he, we know he got caught up in some things, right? We know he was also anointed by God, called by God to do what God called him to do. And uh, it wasn't something he had to try to earn. He was anointed to do something. Well, guess what? Each one of us are anointed and called by God, created and formed in our mother's womb. God has a plan for us, and he instills in us the ability to do so. But sometimes sin or our flesh can get in the way of that. Sometimes we need an adjustment so that we can get back on the straight and narrow. Well, David, on one hand, he's playing the harp. He's out in the field, and he is having a time with the Lord. I mean, he's young, and he's the man after God's own heart, why God chooses and anoints him. He's having a time with the Lord to where actually he's strengthened by the power and might of the Holy Spirit to kill a lion and a bear with his bare hands, and then a giant. What did that come from? That, com that came from him having a clean heart and being refreshed and strengthened in the presence of the Lord, time of refreshing. But when he allowed sin in, he found himself absent, so he thought, of the presence of the Lord. See, sin clouds our judgment. See, God never goes anywhere. Jesus said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. I'm with you always. So does that mean God's word has returned void? No. The problem is we suddenly have a mask or a cloud or a mirage in front of us that deceives us into thinking God's gone somewhere. But the problem is, is that we are now focused on our insecurities, our problems, our issues, our uh, sin, and it diverts us from the presence of God. And so this is what happens. So his, his, his sight and his strength is now depleted, and he's giving into the flesh, doing things that he shouldn't do, affair, killing people, <laughs> the worst of the worst, somehow. He started yielding to the flesh, not allowing God to cleanse him, not allowing God to fill him. And he ends up in this place and he realizes, where is your presence, Lord, like I had before? See, before, when he'd go and, and worship, God would refill him. He'd be reinvigorated. He'd be strengthened. He'd have the might and, and, and courage to do things. And then attack, temptation happened. So Psalms says the backstory. Psalms 51, 1 through 12. So David is ending up finding out, I am depleted of God's presence. I want his presence back. Have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love. So he's using God's love. He's like, Lord, have mercy on me. You have unfailing love. Lord, have mercy on me. Thank the Lord. Because of your great compassion, blot out the stain of my sin. He's praying here. Wash me clean, Lord, from my guilt. Purify me from my sin. For I recognize, what is he doing? He's repenting. He's recognizing he's at fault. I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night against you. And you alone have I sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. And um, you will be proved right in what you say. And your judgment against me is just. Um, 
Sometimes we think that we're only sinning against ourselves. Sometimes we think that it doesn't affect anybody. But it affects God. It affects God. It hurts God's heart because he has so much more he wants for you. He has so much more he wants for you. So I have done what's evil in your sight. You will be proved right um, in what you say and judgment against me. For I was born a sinner. Yeah, we all were. Yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. But you desire honesty from my womb, teaching me wisdom even there. Purify me, Lord, from my sins, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Oh, give me back the joy again. See, sin removes joy. Sin removes peace. Why? Because the, the um, fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, faithfulness, gentleness, goodness, all these awesome things that we have been given all of a sudden, this mirage is up, and we're not experiencing this stuff. Well, God wants our strength renewed. He wants to cleanse our hearts, have our strength renewed, and us to walk in the Spirit. And part of walking in the Spirit is having the manifestation of his fruits. Peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Give me back my joy again, Lord. Why? Because where the joy is, his Spirit and his presence is. Amen? You have broken me. Now let me rejoice. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me, Lord, from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me, but restore to me the joy of my salvation. And, Lord, make me willing to obey you. So I like the way he ends that, too, because sometimes we can't do it in our own strength. But, Lord, strengthen me so that I can obey you. <laughs> Now, we know he got restored and things started turning around for him. But he was in a dark season. A dark season, what he felt absent from the presence of God. A lot of people actually stay away from the presence of God when they're in darkness. What is that? This is the very thing they need. It's the enemy's deception. They feel guilt, they feel shame, they feel embarrassment, and, and they're deceived, and so then they stay away from the presence of God. And so David finally comes, I don't know how long David stayed in that season, you could do some research, but he didn't like it anymore. At some point, he hit bottom. And the word of God says, if you call upon the Lord in your day of trouble, he will do what? He'll give you rest. Part of calling upon the Lord in your day of trouble is giving him permission to work in your life. When someone calls out on the Lord in their day of trouble, you give God permission to cleanse you and to refill you and to re-strengthen you. Suddenly, God starts working things out for your good. I've had people in major um, distraught situations call me. And what do I do? I lead them in a prayer of repentance. I lead them in a prayer welcoming God to work in the situation. And then lo and behold, God starts working in the situation. But why, why was it so hard on their own? Because sin likes darkness. But when, when you call on God, light comes. When you give him permission to clean your heart, create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me, you give him permission with his light to shine light on the dark areas. You repent of those dark areas. He cleanses you from those dark areas, and then he fills you up. What, is the, what happens when he fills you up? He strengthens you. 
He imparts life to you. He imparts strength to you to endure or to fight the good fight of faith or to make you willing to do his will. Amen. So what, it, what happened after David prayed this prayer? He received a time of refreshing. Why? Because that's how God does it. Allowing God to cleanse you, giving him permission to cleanse you when you're going into his presence. Tell him, Lord, I thank you that your mercies are new every morning. And, and if I messed up yesterday, now I'm saying it again. You know, sometimes we feel, feel stupid for repeating the same thing, messing up in the same way, tripping up by, by arguing or tripping up by, you know, doing this or that thing that was displeasing to God. So what? The mercies of God are new every morning. And if you want the presence of God to fill you up, if you want him to move you from glory to glory so you can finally get past that issue, then continue to confess your sin to the Lord. And he will be faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you. His mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Amen? Before you know it, you won't be dealing with that thing anymore. But be persistent to come into the presence of God and asking him um, to forgive you, repenting of any sin. Hallelujah. So David finally saw what was the difference between before I was in the presence of God. He was filling me with might. God was opening doors for me. All kinds of awesome stuff was happening. What's the difference in before and now? And he figured out sin. Sin hindered the presence of the Lord. So he repented, gave God permission to create in him a clean heart. God shed light on some things he needed to get rid of, needed to adjust, needed to stop doing needed to start doing whatever it is that God shows you, be willing to do it. And then when you get into God's presence from that point forward, times of refreshing begin, a strengthening begins, an outpouring of his spirit begins to fill you up to overflowing. I don't want to adjust enough where like my toes are wet. I want to be so filled with God's presence that out of my belly flows rushing rivers of living water. But some people are just barely kind of playing in the water, not able to have rushing rivers, living water flow out of them to touch people's lives. We need to be so full of God's presence and of God's glory so that these rivers can rush through us and touch people's lives. We're so full to overflowing that wherever we go, the, the presence of God just pours out of us. Well, how is that going to happen? We're going to have to make room for him. We're going to have to allow him to cleanse us on a daily basis and allow him to refresh us with a time of refreshing on a daily basis. Not just talking about Sundays. But when I come to church on Sundays, when I go into the presence of God on any day, but really Sundays, if you really want to receive everything and really hear with a spiritual ear what God is saying, then I encourage you. By faith, cleanse your heart. Ask the Lord to, to cleanse you, show you anything, shine light on anything. You need to make adjustments. God makes it so easy, we make it hard. Have you ever felt the absence of the presence of God? It doesn't feel good. It feels dirty. It feels like you haven't showered. <laughs> but... Now we know through David's discovery and through this main scripture in Acts, 
that how you're going to receive that fresh feeling, how you're going to receive that time of refreshing is by creating in me a clean heart, oh God, allowing him to clean you, allowing him to cleanse you. You'll be strengthened by his spirit. Listen to this. This is another confirmation. James 4, 8. We love to say this by itself. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Now, on to one extent, you can get into the presence of God and, and get into the presence of God and get into the presence of God and God will deal with you and things will fall off but because um, he's going to deal with you and then you're going to eventually confess your sin and then he's going to be able to fill you up. But you can just kind of get a jump start on that and by just inviting him to cleanse you automatically. Because he says here, come close to God and he will come close to you. Now, again, the, the automatic, if you draw close to God, yes, he's going to draw close to you. But you being aware of God's presence, you having the result of God's presence in your life is going to be greater if you do the second part. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears. In other words, come to repentance. Turn away from the thing that is hindering you from being able to perceive the presence of God. Come to repentance. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Not saying that you should live in condemnation the rest of your life, but be sorrowful enough to where you're moved to repentance to turn away from it and allow God to cleanse you. Why? So that you can draw near to God, he can draw near to you, and you can receive times of refreshing. So that you can be aware of what God's doing, what he's saying. So you're not dull. Your vision isn't dulled. Your spiritual ears aren't dulled. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourself before the Lord. And he will lift you up. Well, it's a humbling thing to admit when you're wrong, isn't it? It sure is. It's a humbling thing to say, I'm at fault. Kids often don't want to share that, that they did something wrong. For some reason, Jude just lets us know right away. <laughs> he came home from playing with a friend. And he's kind of acting a little weird, like he's usually his bouncy, happy self. And I said, what happened? What's going on? He was guilty. He had to confess. I was like, what's going on? He pushed a kid in this playtime. And he knew that was wrong. Like something just, he just couldn't live with himself about it. He had to confess it. And you know, he didn't become himself again until I had him pray and ask God to forgive him. I said, Jude, I said, we're the light. And this kid wasn't a believer. So I'm like, you're the light. You're Jesus. Jesus is supposed to live through you. You're supposed to shine a light, you know? And I was like, you don't even do that anyways. Um, I've never heard of him doing something like that. But anyways, he did this and uh, he's like, I was just grumpy. I'm like, yeah, well, we always have excuse for sin, don't we? Adam and Eve had a lot of excuses for sin. It's no excuse. The thing is, is you're actually not going to benefit from living in sin. 
You might enjoy sin for but a moment, or you might enjoy letting that person have it because they, uh, you know, whatever, cut you off or they treated you wrong or whatever. But the problem is, is you're going to be absent from the presence of God for doing so. It's not worth it. And so welcome the Holy Spirit. So what did we do? We, pray, we prayed and asked God to forgive him, to cleanse him from all unrighteousness. And all of a sudden, his joy returned. I should have waited till bedtime. But anyways... <laughs> his joy returned, his energy returned, he was revitalized with the life of God. It's as simple as that, just coming and being willing to say, I was wrong, I pushed that person over, I spoke against that person, I gossiped about this, or whatever it might be that you did. Confess it to the Lord. In fact, invite him to show you anything else that, that other than what you have repented of. And guess what? I love this part. He cleanses you from all unrighteousness. If you're willing to even fess up to the one thing you know you did, he goes ahead and says, you know what? There's like a few other things, but I won't bring them up, but let's just go ahead and cleanse it all. Thank you, Jesus. He is a good God. And his mercies are new every morning. But we got to be willing to do what he says to do in order to receive what he wants us to receive. So that times of refreshing can begin in the presence of the Lord. So God makes it clear, in order to draw near to God, you must ask for forgiveness. Cleansing your heart. You said it in your prayer this morning. Cleansing your hands. Why? Because God wants to be near. God wants you to know he's near. He's always near. God wants us not to be uh, thinking he's absent. He wants us to be aware of his presence. God wants us to be so filled with his presence and glory that there's nothing taking his room up in our lives. Amen? And, and, and that we should be, like Jude, so uncomfortable in our own skin with something that doesn't belong. This is foreign. This, this, this attitude, this, this feeling of, of rejection, or this feeling of, of um, you know, depression, or this feeling of anger or resentment, whatever this is, this is foreign to who God is. And so, Lord, I ask you to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Cleanse me from this thing. And I just ask you to refill me, refill every void, anything where you move something out, just refill me with a time of refreshing. He removes that weight of sin. He cleanses you and makes things right again. Suddenly, you're filled with the joy of the Lord again. Suddenly, you're filled with grace and strength again to, to live this life to please God. I like how, how David ends that passage in Psalms, and help me to be willing to do your will. <laughs> help me to be willing to do your desires. So 1 John 1, 9, so important. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. Isaiah 1, 18 says, come now, let us settle this. Like, let's settle this issue, guys, in our hearts today. This is how it's done. Let's settle this, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, if you'll do this, I will make them as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, in other words, they are going to stick out. <laughs> he says, I will make them white as wool. 
Hallelujah. Isn't it beautiful? Not that I'm trying to prophesy about snow because it's coming, but whatever the case. Isn't it beautiful? Um, it, it gets kind of dirty and mucky. So it's beautiful when the snow happens and it's fresh in the morning and no cars have driven on it yet. It's like, wow, gorgeous. People take pictures. They put them on their Facebook. Oh, look at, you know. It's nice to be white. It's nice to be clean. But then after some time, the cars start driving around and it gets real mucky, real dirty. Cars end up getting, getting real gross looking because of the dirt and the grime splashing everywhere. Think about what we look like when we allow things in our lives. God washes us clean, makes us white as snow. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go to two, three days sloshing around in the mud. Get it? We should be, and this, this might be a lesson your parents should have taught you a long time ago, we should be showering every day. Why? Because you'll feel fresh. You'll be clean. Amen? But the truth is we should be doing the same thing spiritually every day. Why in the world would we go two, three, four, maybe even a whole week until we come into Sunday service to ask God to cleanse our hearts? It shouldn't be. Why? Because we don't want to be splashed up with any dirt or grime. We don't want anything in us that would hinder us from God using us to the fullest degree. He wants us to receive a daily time of refreshing in his presence. And part of that is going to be you giving him permission to make room for him, cleansing you from all unrighteousness. And Psalms, uh, worship team can come back up. Um, Psalms 24, 1 through 6. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. For he laid the earth's foundation on the, uh, I'm, I'm going to skip this part. Okay, I'm going to start with verse uh, 3. Who may climb the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Or who may stand and be in God's presence? Only those whose hands and hearts are pure. You see why we don't sense God's presence if we have sin in our lives? Because the only ones who can stand in his presence, and that's why he makes it so available to cleanse us, is the ones who have a pure heart and clean hands. Only those whose hands and hearts are pure, who do not worship idols, who never tell lies, they will receive the Lord's blessing and have a right relationship with God, their Savior. Such people may seek you and worship you in your presence, O God of Jacob. God invites us into his presence. He invites us to, to come and worship him. He invites us to draw near to him, and he will draw near to you. But he tells us how. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Let me wash you clean, you double-minded. Get your, get your focus off the stuff that you messed up with. Get your focus on the Lord. Then what happens? He'll give you a time of refreshing. He'll give you new strength. In Isaiah 40, 28 through 31, he says, But those who will wait upon the Lord, he will renew their strength. What is that? That's a time of refreshing. You're strengthened 
you're refreshed, you're reinvigorated. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary, and they will walk and not faint. So those who come into God's presence receive a refreshing and have their strength renewed. They have refreshing to where they can soar. They can run and not be weary. They can walk and not fall in exhaustion. Right now I'm going to pray for the offering and we're going to take it up, but then the worship team is going to start playing this song. And I want us just to take a moment and let's act on the word this morning because I believe 110% that God wants to watch over his word to perform it. And that means you, um, faith without works is dead. So that means you putting to action the things that we, we talked about. So this is a song the Lord put on my heart, a prayer. You really can just sing it, and it's the prayer to ask God to cleanse you.